on this week's FPL Happy Hour. Um, so uh, that sounds like fun to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listener, what do you think? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of our new podcast, FPL Happy Hour, with me, Sham, otherwise known as FPL Two Guys One Cup on Twitter, and myself, Rob, otherwise known as FPL Panda. Rob, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Um, you look yeah. good. I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. I've chosen coffee tonight rather than um, a whiskey. Yeah, it's I'm with you, mate. Got a bit of I'm stuff. With you. Got a bit of stuff to do in there and to make sure that we get this out on time tomorrow. Yep. Well, speaking of tonight, Rob, um, we're going to be changing things up and we've decided that going forward, we will be looking at things from more of a statistical point of view. Um, so for our hot topics, we'll be backing things up with stats. Um, how does that sound to you? It sounds all right to me. <laughs> <laughs> Except the topic I... I got this. Um, I chose this week um, for us to discuss. The the stats aren't great, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, and speaking of our hot topics um, tonight, we'll be discussing uh, the triple captainship uh, and stats, along with uh, kind of players to choose. And uh, Rob has got Spurs assets. Um, we also have our new feature called Sham Stats, mm-hmm. um, which each week I'll be looking at two to three stats that have caught my eye and of things that people have been talking about in the FPL community. Um, so uh, that sounds like fun to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, no, what do you think? <laughs> um, <Is> it... <laughs> I'm done. (laughs) That sounds like Um, fun to me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Before all of that, Rob, let's see how we did last week. Yeah, let's do that. Let's move. (laughs) Well, this week, it it was kind of fun. Um, Yeah, uh, I think I was was really worried about how the week was going to pan out. Um, And then Bruno did Bruno things. And then... Uh, this evening we've seen um, Bamford come good and Dallas just go crazy. Um, and the only thing that kind of caught me out was Rafinha. Um, yeah, my my move last week it was always looking um, forwards into 29. So, and the only move I could do was to take Loughton out and um, bring Dallas in. Um, even though I did toy with the idea of doing Suchek to Rafinha as well. Um, but, yeah, another clean sheet for Man City. So Diaz and Stones both picking up the clean sheet points. Uh, BPS as well for Diaz. Um, I got it right with Johnston over Martinez. Um, really happy with that. Even though when um, a day he got red carded, um, was it about 25 minutes in, half an hour in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought I was going to have to sweat on it, but West Brom were by far the better team in that game. I'm 
I, I can't believe they did not score. Um, I was I was sitting there watching it. Like, it's not like the sort of game that you'd think, oh, yeah, I'll sit down and watch West Brom v Burnley. That's that's going to be the highlight of my Saturday afternoon. But <laughs> it was it was the second half was great. It was Rob to to to, to quote something I just said. That sounds like fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I ended up sitting there watching it, and I thought I was really willing West Brom on. A, because I've got Johnston as my keeper, and so if, if they're attacking and taking the game to Burnley, it's stopping Burnley from attacking. And B, there was a lot of people with Pope in their teams this week, and I was praying that he wouldn't get the clean sheet, um, especially when he picked up the save point um, quite early on in the game as well. Um, but yeah, another Salah blank. Um, I, I, he's... I think he's going this week. Um, that that's it for Mohamed Salah in my FPL team this season. I think um, if he comes back, it's not until the last four or five weeks. Um, Gundogan, nothing much, but he was sitting slightly deeper with De Bruyne back. Um, but it's still interesting. He he had a couple of good chances, um, and I can still see the returns coming. So there's no panic there. Um, DCL came on, got the assist, did the penalty. It was a penalty, in my opinion. What do you think? Was it a penalty to you? Yeah, I, I thought it was a penalty. Yeah. Um, I, I think now it's settled down. I don't think there's much of the arguments there. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a penalty. Like, if Trent's not there, um, DCL scores. Simple as that. Um, and we all know he, DCL's a striker. He'd, in that position... He wants to stay on his feet and score, especially in the derby, doesn't he? Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't want... Because he knows he's not getting the penalty if he goes down. Um, a striker that's getting the penalty might have just gone down. Um, and that's about it, really. Ings, disappointing. Um, but one good thing I did get right, I got all my bench right. I haven't got an excessive amount of points sitting on my bench. I've got, what, three, five points sitting on the bench. So, yeah... Happy with that. Another green arrow for you then? Yep, 80 points. Um, 160 to, I mean, the leaderboards haven't updated, but it's about 140k, so a 20k green arrow. Um, but before Rafinha scored, it was looking like a 50 to 60k green arrow, um, which, yeah, would have been amazing to be knocking on the door of the top 100. 100k, not 100. Um, so, yeah, all in all, a good week. And how did you do? Yeah, decent week, mate. Um, I had Barnes, um, so that was a, a, a good addition. I think that was kind of the main difference between most teams. Um, I had Barnes and I was looking good before um, the Leeds game tonight. Um, I had the double Burnley clean sheet, so whilst you were there sweating, wanting Burnley to concede, I was hoping <laughs> the opposite. Um, so Pope and me did did their things. Um so that was 84 points and then obviously um i had Grealish as well and i had an indication that he wasn't going to play after the rumors on, on friday but i thought let me just leave him in here because we don't know how bad it is or anything like that um I had calvert lewin first sub he came in for four points um and obviously i had stones as well on the bench but in, in reality i 
don't think I could have really swapped Stones out for anyone else in the team. You're, you know, you're only you, swapping him for me, aren't you? And it's the same points, yeah, more or less. Yeah. So yeah. So Stones got six, me got five, and see, I'm not going to bench Gundogan or Salah or Ings. Yeah, and so my my transfer this week was Ings for Antonio. So that was a disappointment. Um, see, Antonio would have got. I think did he get eight points in the end? Um, yeah, I think he got a couple of bonus at least. Yeah. Um, so that that was a disappointment, but yeah, um, eighty eight points altogether. Green Arrow to two hundred, I think two hundred fifty k now. So that was three sixty to two four uh, two fifty. So moving in the right direction bit by bit, um, and we've got a big double game week ahead. And I'm hoping a lot of casuals will kind of die off from from this point. So um, my aim after this week is to be between one hundred and one hundred and fifty. Big ambition, I know, half in my rank, but I think with a good um, captaincy slash triple captaincy, I think it can be done. Yeah, and like, yeah. It's the same with me this week. This is the week that I'm breaking into top 100k. Like it's going to happen this week. Um, yeah, like we'll we'll be looking at um, yeah a lot of the casuals that they'll. They'll probably this this is the week they'll probably use their final chip if if they've still got the chip chips, um, mm-hmm. and then after that if they're not doing any like if they're not in the top thousand they that's it, <laughs> so pretty much all of them just disappear, um, and then that's when yeah we can really make up the ground, um, but yeah it's um I mean it's been a tough season so far and um, especially with all of the Big hitters, none of them really performing apart from Bruno. But like Bruno started off at what ten point five. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's been one of those seasons where yeah, people that are picking players because they play for their team and stuff like that, they're actually picking up more points. They were picking up more points um, at the start of the season, um, but now it's I think now we've hit really into chip season. And, yeah, the um, people were taking it a bit more seriously and um, looking to like like how we have in the past couple of weeks on the pod. We've um, been looking at the double game weeks and the potential of where we could uh, like the roadmap ahead, um, so to speak. That's the been the big phrase in the last couple of days in the UK. Yeah. Um, and we've yeah, I think we've pretty much worked our way out. Um, so that we can get ourselves to um, game week 30 with the best rank possible. That's it. Well, part of that is planning, and uh, that moves us on to our first hot topic, which is Spurs assets, whether or not to plan to get them or plan not to get them. (laughs) Um, And, Rob, you did some research on this. Um, So what did you find? But Actually, before, before you start... Um, we've got a question from David Strom, um, who asked a question about a Spurs asset, and he asked, "Bail, madness or genius move?" I'll leave that up to you to answer me. Well, should <laughs> we should we try and answer it in the next sort of five minutes or so whilst we go over Spurs? So, I mean, the stats for Spurs, um, especially in the last like five or six games um, since pretty much since um, mid mid January 
I mean, they've only won twice in their last eight um, in all competitions, which is it's shocking for them, considering, yeah, one of the, those games was Wolfsburg in the Europa, and then before that it was West Brom um, at the beginning of February. Um, but since then, I mean, they've... Most they, like they've played City in that time. They played Everton. They've played Chelsea. They've played Liverpool, um, and it's. I mean, the Liverpool game, they should they'd have been kicking themselves because look how Liverpool have done since, um, been all over the shop. Um, but it's. I mean, it's this reliance they have on the two up top, um, Kane and Son, and we've seen Kane. He's been back for, well, he started against City last week. Um, he played a bit against Everton in the League Cup um, in the midweek before. Um, he was rested in the Europa League, um, probably because they had to rush him back from the injury. And then he played again um, against West Ham um, at the weekend. And in my opinion, he was, prob- yeah, he was probably one of the best players on the pitch. Um for Spurs, but everyone else around him just lacked any movement or anything that, I mean, with Harry Kane now, like at the start of the season, he was dropping into those deep pockets. Um, He had uh, the wide forwards like Sun and whether it be uh, Mora or Lamella um, going past, past him. um, And, exploiting the space that Kane's pulling the defenders out from. And, um, yeah, you're just not getting that, um, those runs. All the defenders aren't just aren't going with him anymore and the um, defensive midfielders are picking him up more. Um, but, yeah, there just wasn't an energy to Spurs that we had, had seen before um, so at the start of the season especially. Um, so it's whether they maybe burnt out the confidence is a bit shot. Um, yeah, the run they're on, they can't be confident. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange one. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm confident of Kane at the moment. Um, I mean, against West Ham, he, he created a lot of opportunities and was um, part of a lot of moves. Um, he had a fair few shots on goal as well. I'm just bringing up the stat uh, stats for him. Um, and on a Nava day with a West Ham team that, um, with a Spurs team that's confident, Kane Halls, yeah. like, he goes absolutely crazy. Because um, it was one of those days where, yeah, he could have had two goals and an assist or two goals and two assists or something like that, but he just didn't have the help around him. Um, so I'm actually still confident with sticking with Kane. My concern at the moment is uh, Heung-Min Son just wasn't involved at all, really, throughout the game. Did He hasn't been the last few games, to be honest. He was synonymous. Synonymous. Like, li- literally <laughs> synonymous. Like, he didn't have a shot on target the whole game. Hmm. And, but, I mean, when Kane wasn't there few weeks ago you thought well maybe it's because he hasn't got his like, his sidekick his wingman there to give him that supply that he gets but he wasn't moving for it 
Like it was just but Tottenham came to life when a Welshman came on. Yes. Gareth Bell. Now this is interesting because I've I've got a funny feeling he starts at the weekend. Um I think Mourinho's gonna be starting to the he's gonna be getting desperate. And he seems like the type of person that if he starts bail and it goes wrong, at least he can go see, look, I told you so. Because the fans are saying, look, Bale, look, because he looked good in Europa League and he looked good in the second half. He was trying to make things happen. And him and Kane, um, I mean, they almost had success on a couple of occasions. There was one that uh, Fabianski made a good save and then Bale hit the bar as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um Smashed the bar, didn't just hit the bar, it was a fucking <laughs> rocket of a shot. I thought I was going straight in. Yeah. Oh, if it was if he if it went in, like it it's up there with um one of it's probably not up there with um is it four now? Lanzini's. So, oh Lanzini, Lanzini's. wasn't it at the at the start of the season. But it's up there sort of in the top ten of the season. It would have been an absolute rocket yeah. into the top of the net. Um but yeah, with Gareth Bale I do think that if, because the confidence is there, Mourinho's got to change something. And Bale looked sharp, he looked fit, and he looked up for it. And he looked up for the challenge. I've got a feeling Mourinho throws him in and goes, right, will you show, like, show me that I'm, prove me wrong. Um, yeah. Because I don't think he was a Mourinho signing. I think it was a Daniel Levy signing to, um, sort of please the fans a bit. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it'd be interesting, but like my advice with Spurs, I think, is not to jump on them now. Like, get Kane. I think like we'll discuss the triple captaincy options um, shortly. But have Son, Bale at the top of the watch list. And maybe Regulon as well, because he he came on and I mean he was brought off at half time, probably probably to sort of change the tact. It was a ta- maybe a little bit tactical and a little bit he's just back from injury. Um, so yeah, Regulon's another one. Like keep an eye on them for the next two game weeks, and then game week twenty nine could be the time to bring them in, especially if you see Spurs like have a look at. Over the next couple of weeks, they've got Palace. So they've got Burnley and Fulham. So you've got two games to watch them there. If they smash their way through that, then you could go, right, I'm going to bring Sun in against Palace at home. Palace looked awful last night. I don't know how they won. Um, Yeah, Yeah. that was one of the maddest games of football I've ever seen. um, They had two two touches in the box and scored. And scored from both. (laughs) Um, I mean, they're both great goals, though. Um, and then they've got Arsenal. Arsenal could be a, another one if they beat Arsenal. That shows they're going in the right direction, especially at um, the Emirates. Then they've got Villa, who have been awful defensively. Again, if, they, if they're pulling out results in those next uh, two, three games, well, three or five games, if you include the two at the weekend coming up, then like Newcastle... Um, against United the other night, just 
No, they they're very very one man at the moment. Without Wilson there, there everything just goes at Saint Maximin. So if they can isolate Saint Maximin against Newcastle, then Spurs will walk the floor of them because they're not up for it defensively. Um, so. Do you think it's only worth for this week? Because people will be wanting to bring in Spurs assets for this week for the double game week, the plum, you know, plum fixtures, Burnley and Fulham. Are you saying just Kane at the moment is yeah. worth bringing in? <clears throat> yeah, I'm. I mean, if you're bringing in Sun, you're probably moving out either Salah or Bruno, or some might be moving out Grealish. I mean, Grealish to Sun, I'd. I'd, it's like a 50-50 for me whether it depends on the plan moving forward. I think I'd do Grealish to Sun if I had the money there. If I've already got Kane. Um, but, yeah, like you've got to think who you're going to be bringing out. You're going to be bringing out Bruno, which I I just won't do now. Like He could he could get a goal against Chelsea. He could go mental against Palace. Like Even if he just goes mental against Palace, he'd like you don't care about the Chelsea game. Um, same with Salah. He could go crazy against Sheffield United. Um, and, I mean, he could potentially pop up against Chelsea as well. So I wouldn't be selling Salah. And then there's not many other midfielders there that you'd want to be taking out this week as well. Like if you own Madison, Madison or Barnes Madison maybe, but you might not have the money to get to Sun. Um, Barnes, you're not going to take out at the moment. Yeah. So, in order to answer David Strum's question, Bale, madness or genius movie? You say madness, then yeah. It's madness, but I really wanted to make the move just so that, <laughs> like, we've we've got our group chat with David, and um, if Bale goes crazy um, in in game week twenty six, then yeah, it'll be party time in the group chat. Um, but yeah, I think it's a madness. <laughs> um, so before we move on to our next hot topic, is there anything else that you want to cover on on Spurs then, Rob? Um, yeah, it's just not much um, to go by. Like, other than the three or four that we spoke about, like if you want to get a defensive asset, like we said last week when we had James on, Lloris is the only one um, in the last six or seven games. They've not played the same back four in midfield. They haven't played the same midfield combinations. Um, like in my draft team, we had a draft last week. Um, for now until the end of the season, I picked Dombele as a like I've got Kane in, but I've bought Dombele as a gamble. And then this afternoon, looking at their lineups, it's like even he's not locked into the team. Um, yeah. and, he, and he was putting in some big performances before Christmas. Um, so yeah, it's just no one really, no one like even like Doherty looks like he's back on his way out um, in the summer. So yeah, it's 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 tough and it's it's a, it's disappointing because their form has dropped at the worst time possible for FPL managers. Yeah, um, because if we had the Sun and the Kane that was like smashing it at the beginning of the season. <clears throat> now, if we had that form now, there would not be a doubt in anyone's mind in triple captain either one of them this week. And you'd have, you'd already have both of them in your teams. 
we wouldn't talk about be talking about or do I transfer one or the other or both you'd have them hit there um so yeah that's 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 Spurs (laughs) that's Spurs right so let's move on to our main hot topic this week um this week a lot of people are using their chips uh some are wild carding uh, some are bench boosting and some are triple captaining and probably a tiny portion of free hitting um but the main thing to talk about today is the triple captaincy because that's something that we're both on and i know a lot of people in the community are talking about um not just triple captaincy but captaincy anyway because if you're going to be triple captaining you'd be captaining them anyway um so I thought, okay, fine, let's have a look at some data that sits around the triple captaincies, um, some stats that will help us work out who the best person is. Um, and in reality, this week, you could probably, there's probably about eight to 10 decent captaincy options. Um, so we've got six that we're going to cover today in some detail. Um, Rob, you're going to bring up some there we go we've got some stats on the screen and i'll talk you through them for the podcasters so the six main people that i think are, are the best options are kane son bruno salah dcl and gundigan and to be honest you could probably add watkins in there as an option um or um cancelo potentially as an option barnes vardy Madison, they, they're all decent options, to be honest with you. Differentials, but decent options. Um, but these, I think, are the, are the top picks for me. So we've got some stats on the screen. And what I'm going to do is I'll talk you through them two by two, like Noah's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So first, we've got Kane and Son. So Tottenham have got, on paper, two good fixtures, Burnley and Fulham. And later on, I'm going to talk you through on, on sham stats. I've done some um, XG conceded data on the on some of the teams that these six are facing. And this will also help you in deciding what are the best options to go for. But for now, we'll just talk about the players individually. So Kane in the last, so this is the last four starts. So this is their last four starts. Obviously, Kane played the last three and then got injured for a couple of weeks. So this is the last four games that he played. He's created, uh, sorry, he's had two big chances with an XGI expected of 1.31. So XGI expected is is a combination of XG and XA together. Um, he's had one goal in that time and an xg non-penalty of 0.34 four chances created zero assists 13 shots which is second highest amongst these six players nine shots in the box which is highest amongst these six players four shots on target which is a 35 minutes per goal attempt in the box again highest of the six Overall, he's got 12 points in those four games, last four matches. And in the reverse fixtures against Burnley and Fulham, he scored 13 points. And I got this data from Fantasy Football Hub, so credit them for the data. Um, They have a a, a model that basically shows predicted points, and he's predicted to score 11.1 points this game week, um, which is second highest out of these six. On the face of it, Rob, what do you think of those stats for Kane? To me, they seem quite low um, from an XG and big chances volume. But, you know, 
we've always said uh, when, when I say we FPL managers, if if Kane's shooting, he will get goals, and he's had thirteen shots in the last four, which is approximately three a game. Um, but four shots on target, so a shot on target again. What, what do you think of Kane? This, these stats, there, it kind of it concerns me a little bit as someone that is really, really thinking about triple captaining him this week. Um, yeah, it's um, it's interesting to see um, that it is so low, and I think like we've just discussed about the confidence of the team. Um, I mean these these games would have been yeah, West Ham. Um, who would they would they have played in this in this time? West Ham, City, um, West Brom, and Liverpool, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's actually yeah really disappointing. Um, yeah, I mean my my like the algorithm from my uh, planner um, has came fourteen point seven points this week, so it's not actually that far off of what um, the they've got uh, there for the predicted points. So yeah, it's um it's an interesting one. Um, but then it's Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, that's and, the other thing. Like we know that he can just pop off at any time. Um, that's the thing is is with Kane, you know. So in the reverse fixtures, he scored thirteen points. And if he got thirteen points in these two games, I think you'd be quite happy, right? I'd I'd be happy with a triple captaincy or or a captaincy of thirteen points in two. You yeah, know, I, um, you, you, and. and, and and really, for for Kane, all he needs is is a goal in one game and an assist in another, and it, because we know that he hogs the bonus generally, that's twelve to thirteen points there, right? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, generally from your triple captain, you want two returns, don't you? Like, yeah. Um, but if it's a forward, you kind of want you generally want two goals. Um. So yeah, it's it's a tricky one. <laughs> um, right, let's move on to his uh, counterpart, Son. Uh, so Son, uh, in the last four games he's uh, played, uh, has had one big chance, an XG I expected of zero point eight eight, uh, one goal, an XG non penalty of zero point six five, seven chances created, which is second highest out of the out of these six players, no assists seven shots, three of the shots in the box, four shots on target, so equal to Kane in, on shots on target. Um, but minutes per goal attempt in the box is 119.7, which is the highest amongst these six, which is the highest, not a good thing in this this particular stat. Um, he scored 16 points in the last four games. And again, in the reverse fixture, he scored 13 points, which included an 11-pointer and a two-pointer. Um, his predicted points is 10.2. Uh, me, personally, I don't think Son is an option. Um, I don't think he's a good option. Uh, he is an option. Um, if the second fixture was Southampton against Fulham, I would have said he would have been a much better option. But I think you're right. Um, I don't have that much faith in in Spurs at the moment. I still am considering Kane, though, as my triple captaincy option um, because 
based on these stats i wouldn't so if if i if there were no names above this and i was just looking purely on the stats i would not be picking kane or son yeah these two these two stats don't i guess fill me with confidence um but it's harry kane and and that's what kind of scares me um about it um but there are other options as we will talk about now so the next one is uh, Bruno. So Bruno is facing Chelsea and Palace. Um, in the last four game weeks, he has trumped the stats. So yeah. he's create, he's had two big chances, an XGI expected of 3.39, second highest uh, out of the six players, four goals, which is top, uh, but an XG non-penalty of 0.69. So considering he's had four goals, his XG non-pen is 0.69, which basically shows you it's all about penalties for, for Bruno. Um, he's created 11 chances, which is the highest out of these six. Three assists, again, highest, and 15 shots, again, highest. Um, five shots in the box with eight shots in target, eight shots being the highest out of the six. 72 minutes per goal attempt in the box and 45 points over the last four weeks compare that to son and kane with 12 and 16 respectively um however this is the thing that scares me and i do look at this stat um but it could also mean nothing um his reverse fixture points were five so against palace and chelsea uh lot this season uh, in the reverse fixture, he only scored five points. That may be because of the way that Bruno plays um, against a setup of Chelsea and Palace. What do you think, Rob? You're you're the Man United fan here. Um, that Palace game, we were awful. That was our first game of the season, and it was essentially it was our pre-season game because we hadn't had any warm-up games. Um, or we'd had one. We'd played. I think we played against Villa or Burnley. Um, behind closed doors as like a pre-season friendly um, so yeah the Palace game I, I'm ignoring slightly but yeah I mean and the problem then is the Chelsea um, you know the Chelsea performance um, but again against the top size this year we've been kind of different like in the past couple of years we've always stepped it up against the top sides like against Chelsea, against City, um, maybe not against Liverpool. Um, but yeah, Chelsea last year, we beat them uh, 4-0 and 2-0. And, in, and we beat, like we, I think we only, we played them four or five times last year and we only um, lost to them in the FA Cup. Um, but yeah... I mean, with how Palace have been playing recently, and uh, we touched upon it like ten minutes ago, and like how awful they were um, last night against Brighton, despite somehow winning. Um, yeah, I'm, I'd I'd be looking at Bruno coming out with another haul against Palace um, this week. Um, I don't think we can take much from that reverse fixture. Um, but the Chelsea, I mean Chelsea, it's still they're still an unknown. Um, yeah. They've... Does Bruno blank two games in a row? That's the thing, and no. I don't think he's done that this year, right? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I am guessing. Um, but... Who have we? 
Has he blanked two game weeks in a row? We've I'd heard... be very surprised if he did. No, we had uh, West Brom. No, he scored against West Brom. Um... So he's he blanked uh, game week six and game week seven. Um, and then game week 12 and 13. Game week 18 and 19. Game week 21 at 20 and 21. So he has banked a few a few times. Yeah, um, well, he blanked. Yeah, he blanked against um, Arsenal, and Sheffield United. That was the last time um, yeah. he blanked. Um, so, what four, five games ago, six games ago, um, and since then we've seen him hauled against Southampton. Well, everyone hauled against Southampton that day. Um, <laughs> we saw his performance against Everton was uh, brilliant, and he got like that great goal against Everton. Um, West Brom, he came up with the goal. Um, should have had an assist or two near the end as well. Um, yeah, and against Newcastle, um, comes up with the goal as well. Um, yeah, I'd I'd expect him to come out of those two games with at least the goal and at least well, at least the goal and at least two assists. I think then, then we should be triple captain him, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. The next like, option is... What's that? That's going to be, what, 15 points um, plus probably a couple of BPS in there. So let's say 17 slash 18 points. Yeah. I will reveal ex- my, <laughs> my, my kind of order off towards what I think um, anyway after I've gone through six but uh, the next option is Salah uh, a, a, an FPL favourite currently not a favourite but in, in history past um, with Sheffield United and Chelsea um, so over the last four game weeks um, Salah has had three big chances an XGI of 2.73 two goals which is second highest out of these six uh, an XG non-penalty of 1.58, two chances created, no assists, 10 shots, eight shots in the box, four shots on target, 45 minutes per goal attempt in the box, uh, 18 points over the last four weeks. And in the reverse fixture, he scored five points. He is predicted to score the highest out of these six, 12.5 points. I think Salah is a good option, if not just for that Sheffield United game. Um, the only problem is we don't know, you know, with Liverpool, they have a tendency to rest players. Um, I would say Kane and Son are probably not going to be rested in, in their games. I'd be surprised. Bruno is, is a potential and possibility and Salah is, is a potential as well. Um, I think the only thing with Liverpool and the rotation at the moment, like they're they've got themselves in the in a race for top four, right? Well, and they're slowly dropping out of the race for the top four. Um, yeah. And with the injuries they've got, and I think this is more detriment to Salah than helps him, because um, yeah, although he won't get um, rotated, I think. The hen, like the most recent injury to Henderson, I think is um, a very, very big injury for them because, um, yeah, it's that, it's 
the way that they've suffered this year, I think, is um, due to not having the shape um, both at the back and in the midfield. Um, where they've missed Van Dykes, they've had to slot Fabinho or Henderson into the back four um, because he doesn't trust um, the youngsters to come in. And now with Quebec, um he doesn't look that good either. <laughs> um, Quebec isn't that good at Quebec, right? Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> the back. <laughs> the back and the back. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... I, I think that whole shape at the at the back for them at Quebec, yeah, yeah, at the, <laughs> at Quebec, um, it's affecting them up front, and they're not they haven't got that fluidity that we've seen from them. Um, I mean, yeah, Thiago hasn't been doing what people were expecting him to do and really tick things over in the midfield and get the ball moving quickly. Um, he's actually moving the ball really slowly around um, and Liverpool rely on the ball being moved around quickly. Um, yeah, where, where get the opposition moving around and creating those spaces for um, the likes of Trent and Robbo down the, down the flanks to cause some damage and get the ball into Mane, Salah, Firmino to get their goals and that I think that's it's all stemming down from that midfield like the problems they're having in the midfield and um, after chatting to a few um, Liverpool fans like also whilst winding them up um, that's that's been the general um, consensus of why things have gone wrong for them this season Um, and it's yeah it's just unlucky due to injuries and that's probably why I wouldn't I'm I'm not looking at Salah as my triple captain um this week and I'm I'm only keeping him because um this week because there's other moves that I'd prefer to make. Um and there's no one that I'd wanna bring like if if there wasn't the blank in three, four game weeks time, I'd probably do Salah to Barnes. Like if I didn't have anything to think about um for the future I'd probably make that move now because of Leicester's double and um, yeah, and with how Barnes played at the weekend. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, Salah's just doesn't do it for me at the moment. Um, yeah, none of the Liverpool assets really do. OK, well, let's look at the next option, which is uh, DCL. Um and Everton have West Brom and Southampton, two very good fixtures. And after seeing Southampton tonight lose 3-0 to Leeds, fills me with even more confidence on this pick. Um, so over the last four weeks, uh, DCL has had four big chances, um, which is second highest out of the, the six options. Uh, with an XGI of 2.04, he's had two goals and an XG non-penalty of 1.71. He's created uh, two chances, uh, had zero assists and seven shots. We had an FPL uh, assist. <laughs> an FP? Did he have an FPL assist? Yeah, for the penalty. Oh yeah, yeah, for the penalty. Yes, he yeah. did. Um, seven shots with six shots in the box. Uh, seven shots on target. Uh, minutes per goal attempt is forty-nine point seven. So he's he's had twenty-four points over the last four weeks. 
And in the reverse fixture, he scored 18 points. Can you remember where that 18 points came from, Rob? Uh, Split over. Pardon? Split over. So he played West Brom and Southampton. Where did those 18 points come from? Do you remember? Was it West Brom? Yeah, so he scored a hat-trick against West yeah. Brom. Uh, I think it was the first game of the season. Yeah, it was right at the, the start. Um, yeah, it was before it was. anyone had even thought about bringing him into their teams. Yeah. Just... Um, his his predicted point is 9.3. Um, as you can see, DCL from... So for, for those that are on YouTube, as you can see, DCL is scores, uh, you know, has got quite a few yellows and, and one green here, which indicates that he's a good captaincy option um, out of the six. Um, I'm going to show some stats um, next uh, after we've talked through captaincy um, about West Brom and Southampton and kind of their the XG conceded and the big chances um, conceded. Their defence out of all the teams that the these six options are facing, I think these two defence are the worst. Um, which is one of the main reasons that I'm thinking them as an option. The only thing that concerns me about DCL, actually two things that concern me, will he will Ancelotti be managing his fitness because he's just come back. He you know, he didn't start against Liverpool. Will he start him twice? I think there's three days gap between the two fixtures. Um and the other thing is his shot volume. So he's had seven shots and you compare that to everyone else. He's the, he's the, you know, the lowest with, uh, alongside Sun, uh, you know, the lowest here, 15, 10, 13, 10, and he's got seven, um, six shots in the box. It's, it's also quite low, but out of the seven shots, he's had seven on target. So that kind of fills me with a bit of confidence there, which is second. Yeah. Yeah, if, um, he's, if he's shooting, he's he's testing the keeper at least. That's it. Um, so what do you think for DCL, Rob? I mean, in the last couple of days, I've, I've been like, I think before I saw Kane versus West Ham, I was 100% looking at Kane and I mean my concerns that I brought up about the players around Kane um probably holding him back um now um and then yeah looking at DCL and um yeah some of these stats and then yeah looking at um Southampton and West Brom um like West Brom away from home especially a like calling to like my um xg tables they're 18th um like one of the worst teams away from home um they are the worst team at home um and then yeah with southampton um like yeah they they there's like they give away 15 like their expected goals conceded um out of their 13 games at home is 15. <laughs> Um, so it's over a goal a game, um, and we've seen how, especially like this evening against Leeds, um, how yeah, if 
like players like Richarlison, like if he comes up against Bednarek um, at the weekend, like Southampton are in, like, in a world of trouble because if Richarlison's going to skip past Bednarek, same with Dinya or Dean. Um, and yeah, it's gonna, it, it just works in DCL's favour. I think he's going to get a lot of chances against Southampton. Um, West Brom, I think, will be the trickier game out of the two because, um, yeah, uh, I think West Brom are fighting um, for their lives, uh, but they've got and they've got that, but they've got that energy to deal with um, Everton's attack and their their pace. Um, I think it'll be more like players like Hammers um, that come into play against West Brom to try and unlock the defence. Um, but Southampton, I think they could just really punish them with power and pace. Um, yeah, DCL's like, he's slowly made his way to the top of my list um, this week. Well, it, the next it's, whether I'm, yeah. it's whether I'm confident um, on the gamble. Because it's yeah. it a gamble because so yeah. many will be on Kane and Bruno this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's... It's a gamble, but if it pays off and he outscores Kane and Bruno, it's a it's a master move, really, isn't it? <laughs> well, the, the next option is from the team that are currently the best defence, the best attack in the country, and that is Gundogan. Now, for, from Man City, I should have mentioned this at the beginning, you could add Sterling in here and you could have had KDB as well. Um, but K- Gundogan is coming up with the best from a stats point of view from City. Um, now, he trumps everyone else on nearly everything, Rob. So over the last four weeks, he's had five big chances created created uh sorry big chart five big chances which is highest out of the six he's had an xgi 4.25 again the highest four goals the highest xg non-pen 2.61 the highest um six chances created one assist 10 shots nine shots in the box which is again the highest five shots on target 37.7 minutes per goal attempt in the box and 43 points over the last four weeks. In the reverse fixture, he got two points, but that was at the beginning of the season. I wouldn't take much notice of that at all because we know how Gundogan has changed and his predicted points is 8.4. And again, I wouldn't take too much notice of that because it's based on historical data over the season. But, you know, if you're just looking at the last, uh, you know, six weeks, wow, he just... He's a no-brainer, really. But the biggest concern is, does he start? With Pep Roulette, you know, they're playing every, every, you know, twice a week now for the next few weeks. Does he play two games? That is the big question, right? Uh, and, and really, if he's not going to be playing two games, I don't know if you want him as an option. But then saying that, last double game week, he got 19 points against Tottenham in one game. He didn't play the second game, and he was the you know the best option for captaincy that week. Um, what I do mean, you think, Rob? He's not going to do anything against West Ham, is he? Well, so this is this moves me <laughs> on to my second point that I was going to say, and and this we can clip and we can post it when this happens. You know, I'm more than happy to do that. I think there will be an upset. 
Um, I don't know if we'll win, but I, I don't think we will lose against Man City. Will you score? Because um, they've only conceded once in the, the last eight or nine, I, and that was Richarlison's five. <laughs> yeah, my, my gut tells me, and this is madness, my gut tells me we'll win 1-0. Lingardino special. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I genuinely maybe it's just me looking for it with claret and blue sunglasses, but I think we win one nil. I hope you do, because if you do, and then we go and beat Chelsea on Sunday. That's um, if you oh, beat mate, them Saturday, we beat them uh, Sunday. Title hopes are, are gone for everyone, so don't even be thinking about well, that. No, it's, there's only seven. <laughs> it's only seven points then, and then we play them. Next week, we play them, and then that could then bring it down to four points. If it, I can I see know. us beating them, not you. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, look, two good fixtures against Wolves and West Ham. They haven't um, beaten us. Oh no, they beat us in the League Cup. I was going to say they haven't beaten us in ages, but yeah, they beat us in the League Cup. <laughs> um, Wolves and West Ham, you know, I don't know. It's difficult. But, a lot of people were saying that those look like one, two nil fixtures um, for each one. The stats say that Gundogan is going to haul. I don't know. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, is my my concern mainly is the rotation, especially with yeah. Um, yeah so City they they play in Europe um, tomorrow night or tonight for everyone that's listening. Um, then they play yeah, West Ham. Then they play midweek um, against Wolves. Then they play um, United. Then they've got another European game. Now, players like Gundogan, KDB, I think they'll get picked against West Ham and then they might get rested against Wolves. Um, like, and yeah, it's because then the, the United game is a big one. I, don't think Pep's concerned too much about the Wolves game. He can put out a second string and they'll get the result. Um, this is, like it also concerns me with um, like even the defence. Like I've got Diaz and Stones. You've got Cancelo and Diaz, haven't you? Oh no, Cancelo and Stones. And Stones. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think any of them um, start both games. Um, yeah, Pep's going to be managing the minutes. Um, and especially in defence, he's got so many options there, like that can play in the middle of the defence, on in the fullback positions, um, in midfield. He's got so many options. Like I, I saw um, a stat the other day: Bernardo Silva's played like almost every minute of every game uh, since before Christmas. <laughs> um, so he's he's. I, I think Bernardo Silva is not going to start in the next couple of weeks. A uh, couple of games um, with KDB back. They've got that flexibility now with between KDB, Gundogan, and Foden um, to sort of move them around. Um, yeah, it, like, and they and they know that any of those like three or four can all play in each other, like the positions that they all specialise in. Um, yeah, yeah, I I probably. Like yeah, you'd have him in your team because yeah, you could haul one game, um, and even 
even if he is benched, like Pep's the sort of person that he like he'll bench like a big player, but then give him a run out for fifteen minutes. Um, or if if the unthinkable happens and they're behind, then um, like if say they're one nil down to Wolves with half an hour to go, and KDB, Gundogan, Foden, all sitting on the bench, they all everyone comes on, <laughs> like he just chucks them all on with half an hour to go, and they win six one. <laughs> like, yeah. and it, we've seen it happen in the past with City, and um, yeah, so there's nothing. To say that, yeah, he's not a good option apart from the fact that it's highly unlikely he'll start both games. Yeah, so so I guess we've gone through six options now. What does this tell us? So I've gone through all the stats. We've gone through each player. Um, what is kind of my conclusion? So my personal conclusion, uh, I'll sum it up each of kind of different categories. So if you're willing to, to ride the pep roulette, then I think the best option is is Gundogan based on the stats. That's what the stats are telling us. The stats are saying Gundogan is the best option. Um, Bruno is the second best best option based on the stats. And the third best option is DCL. You've then got Salah and Kane um, followed by Sun. So in summary, I th- I think, you know, it, it depends how you look at um, stats. It depends where how you play the game. Based is it based on gut feel? Is it based on stats? Is it based on a combination? Um, someone like Jane from Planet FPL, he believes in Kane. I know that he's going with Kane this week because his kind of philosophy is: look, Kane can score in any game. They are a defensive, you know, defensively better Burnley and Fulham. But if you go with one goal in each game, that's 18 points, including bonus um, triple captaincy. It's 54 points. He would be happy with that. Um, I think at the moment I'm leaning towards um, Bruno and DCL. Those are kind of the two that I'm thinking. But I could be swayed towards Kane as well. I'm not. I'm not really sure. The only thing that puts me off Bruno is in his reverse fixtures. He only got five points. Um, DCL is a bit of FOMO for me because, uh, like you mentioned earlier, Rob, um, everyone's going to be going for for Kane and Bruno. Their effective ownership, I think, will be one fifty plus each. I think that both of their effective ownership will be. <laughs> 150 plus each because you've got to include the triple captaincy right as well a lot of people will be on 300 300% ownership um obviously with the triple captaincy um so if you if you go dcl and one of those two halls or both of them haul you're you're in the shit hmm. like you you even though you've got both of them in your team you haven't made any points basically um so, so yeah, that that's basically a summary for me. I think if you want to go safe, you go Bruno or Kane. Um, you want to take a gamble, you go DCL or Gundogan. I personally am not looking at Sun or Salah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm thinking of taking the gamble um, on DCL. Um, I mean, looking at 
the stats and you like explaining through them, I'm probably swaying um, more now Bruno over Kane. Um, just because, and I'd never get, I've, I've never in my FPL life been able to triple captain a Man United player, which, yeah. <laughs> um, and I may, I may never get the opportunity again, or I'll get to triple captain Sancho next season, um, yeah. or, or Haaland, uh, next season. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, like, I, I think I need to decide in the next, um, two or three days like do i want to take that gamble or do i want to like do i want to take the gamble on dcl now or do i take the gamble when i wildcard later on and um towards the end of the season um that's i think that will be what sort of sways it in um yeah how i want to attack with uh, my mini leagues that i'm in um but yeah i think if I was to rank, yeah, top three um, at right now, it'll be Bruno, then Kane, then DCL. Um, um, can you bring up the stat of the team defensive data? Because I think this would be a good time to bring up one of the stats. Yeah. So, um, what you've got here. So this is what I was going to talk about on Sham Stats, um, <laughs> which is the team defensive data. So what I've done is. Um, split them up into the different games that the triple captaincy options are playing against. So first you've got Fulham and Burnley. Um, they uh, are uh, Spurs' opponents. So over the last four game weeks, so 22 to 25, uh, Fulham have an XGC of five, 4.84, which is a, a, a goals conceded, X goals conceded. Um, big chances conceded is eight, uh, and goals conceded is, is three. So their placing for big chances is seventh worst, right? Um, their placing for XGC is 13th worst. Burnley have conceded six big chances, an XGC of 4.74 and conceded four goals. They are 11th worst and 14th worst for XGC. Then move on to Chelsea and Palace. So Chelsea have only conceded three big chances with an XGC of 2.66 and only conceded two goals. So they are 19th worst or second best um, in the league um, for both big chances and big chances conceded. Uh, Palace have conceded 11 big chances, an XGC of 7.75, third worst in the league. So if you combine the two together, and this is kind of the way that I was looking at it. So if you combine Fulham and Burnley, they've Got an, uh, you know, they've conceded seven goals over the last uh, four games, conceded 14 big chances. Chelsea and Ber Chelsea and Palace have conceded 14 as well. So Chelsea and Palace's game is against Man United, Fulham and Burnley is against Spurs. 14 versus 14. That's the, it's, it's difficult, but that's kind of the best way to look at it, right? Mm -hmm. um, Palace's defence is the third worst in the league. Um, 
And then you look at West Brom and Southampton. So this is what I was saying about DCL, that it's a gamble, but on paper, it looks like a good gamble. So they are facing West Brom and Southampton. Over the last four game weeks uh, combined, they have uh, conceded 18 big chances. Uh, West Brom, six and Southampton, 12. Uh, that does include the 9-0 to Southampton, so that, it, uh, sorry to um, United, so that isn't a bit bit of an, an anomaly. Um, they've cre- they've conceded twenty goals between the two of them. Southampton's defence is the second worst in the league, and West Brom's is the eleventh. So that DCL it, know, option strengthens it, right? doesn't it? It does strengthen it. Um, and then you move on to uh, Sheffield United, who, again, are the second worst in the league. They've conceded uh, seven goals uh, and 11 big chances conceded. Do you know who the worst is? Well, in, in the last how many games? Four, four game weeks. The last four game weeks. Without looking. Worst for goals conceded. No, for big chances. No, big chances conceded. Oh, don't know. Prob- it's going to be someone stupid. I bet it's like United. Nope. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, no. Complete. Liverpool. Liverpool. Ah, yeah. I. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Like they have yep. been, they've, that's how horrific they've been, really. Yeah, big chances conceded. Right. So um, that that data kind of shows us that, you know, the way that I'm doing it is I'm grouping them up. So West Brom and Southampton have got 18 big chances conceded between the two. Um, and if you pair that up with everyone else, everyone else has got around 14. So when I say pair them up, the double game week fixtures that the the six that I highlighted are facing, uh, they've all got, you know, between 13 and 14 between them. West Brom and Southampton have got 18. So I think DCL is a very good option. It just means whether or not, it's just whether or not you want to take that risk, right? Um, so, yeah. Anything else on triple captaincy? No. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting to see um, and hear all the stats um, yeah, laid out like that um, because it does, it's, it's, it, I mean, although it has definitely swayed me more to uh, Calvert-Lewin, um, yeah, I think, yeah, like we said a couple of minutes ago, like the the only thing that is going to sway me um, to probably more Bruno than Kane um, is that like FOMO. Like if Bruno goes off, I'm fucked. <laughs> like yeah, you, I think yeah, with the amount of triple captaincies out there, like if he goes off. Um, and it it looks like it would be Palace that's the one. Um, yeah, you're absolutely you're, you're in the mud, so to speak. Yeah. 
Um, um, we do have a couple of questions on triple captaincy. So FF Dempsey um, at Dempsey FPL asks, Crane, Kane and Bruno are the obvious triple captaincy choices for many. Who else is worth a punt for 26 or beyond? So for me, uh, see, we've spoken about DCL. Um, I think Watkins is an outside outside chance. They've got Leeds and uh, Sheffield United. Um, anyone else for you? Um, worth a punt for 26 and beyond? I, I, it, it depends how you want to play the game. A triple captaincy isn't something that I would, in a massive double game, we want to punt on. I think I'd want to have something, you know, to to back up, hmm. um, you know, statistically. I me the, personally, like the thing that gives Kane the backup as well is um, the blank twenty nine fixture, um, yeah, followed by the the good fixture in thirty. Um, that kind of backs up the moving two cane, but it's um, so yeah. You'd you'd. I think if you haven't got Kane, you'd be bringing him in this week, no matter what. And um, but it's whether you want to then put that triple captaincy on it on him um, for this week when we know that when we've seen um, how bad the form is um, for Spurs um, and the better options that are out there um, in Bruno, DCL. Um, like, yeah, do you want to take that gamble on him? Um, but saying that, his, like, he can pop off at any moment and his, um, yeah, his, his ownership's going to be um, absolutely sky high um, this week. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna. You'd want to gamble on anyone else um, as a triple captaincy, but there are other players to gamble on um, as a just a move um, to bring in this yeah. week. Um, and like you said, Watkins is one of them um, because we've got he's got Wolves, he's got Leeds and Sheffield United. Um, then he's got Wolves. Then he's got Newcastle, and that Newcastle fixture. Um, in 28 could turn into a double as well. Um, we're not sure yet. Um, we're hoping it would be announced this time next week. Um, so he could have a double. Like what can, the Villa assets um, could potentially in the next four weeks have six games. Four game weeks have six games, um, which means like yeah, you're gonna like most are gonna be moving. Off Grealish, um, personally, I'm waiting till we hear some news on him. Because um, if he's back for 29, then I think I hold. Um, or back for 28, then I think I hold. If not, if I don't hear anything, which I think is more likely the way Dean Smith has been in the last 48 hours, um, he doesn't sound like he's going to be giving us any information before the 26th deadline. Um, so I'll probably be moving Grealish to another Villa asset, um, but yeah, apart from Villa and Spurs, I wouldn't be bringing in anyone else to, to gamble unless you're on the free hit in 29. Then Vardy, Leicester, but yeah, so so that actually moves us on to um, our next section, uh, 
of Shamstad, so the second <laughs> second part, um, which is uh, some Leicester assets. So um, FPL Egan asks, is Barnes a legitimate captaincy option? So uh, FPL Egan, here you go. Here's some options with regards to um, Barnes versus Madison versus Vardy. So I've got some stats here for you. Um, so these are from game weeks 22 for 25 for Barnes and Madison, but for Vardy, obviously he's been injured. So I did 24, 25 and double game week 19, which was the last game week that he was um, fit for, um, which I thought was fairer to do it that way. So over those four weeks, Barnes has had 29 points, the same as Madison, 29 points, and Vardy's had 15 points. Uh, Barnes has had two goals, same as Madison, and Vardy's had one. Um, Barnes and Madison both got two uh, two assists with Vardy's one. Um, XG-wise, Vardy has had an XG of 2.57 compared to Barnes of 1.4 and Madison of 1.18. In terms of big chances, Vardy's had five big chances, two for Barnes, none for Madison. Shots in the box, 16 for Vardy nine for Barnes and three for Madison. But the interesting thing here is that Madison's had seven shots on target, which is the highest out of them. He likes shooting outside of the box and he's usually on target. Uh, he's, he's had 14 shots and only three in the box. <laughs> Madness. Um, Vardy's had six shots on target and Barnes four. In terms of total volume of shots, Vardy 16, Madison 14, and Barnes 11, touches in the box. Vardy's had the most with 23, Barnes 17, and Madison 11. In terms of like creativity, uh, big chances created, as you can imagine, Madison sits top there with three, uh, Vardy with one, Barnes zero, and an XA of 1.68 for Madison, 0 0.5, uh, 0 0.85 for Vardy, 0.59 for Barnes. Then we look at price tags in Vardy's 10.1 um, versus Madison and Barnes, 7.3 7 and 6.9. So it's difficult because over the last four game weeks, well, you know, Barnes and Madison without Vardy's been doing quite well, right, overall. Um, but then you look at the big chances of Vardy of five. But the thing is, I don't think you can really have Vardy and Kane in your team, right? So it's it's to me, it's Vardy or Kane. If you do want to have Vardy and Kane, then you probably want to lose Salah or Bruno because I don't think you can have all four of them hmm. um, the way that a lot of teams are at the moment. In terms of their fixtures, they have um, who have Leicester got this week? They've got Burnley and Arsenal, right? So, again, two defences that are looking a lot better over the last four game weeks. To answer FPL Egan's question, is Barnes a legitimate captaincy option? I don't know. I think out of those six that I went through earlier, I think they are better personally. Um, maybe he's a better, maybe Barnes is a better option than Son. I don't think I put him ahead of the other five. Um, I think Salah is even a better captaincy option than than Barnes. What do you think, Rob? 
Mm, I mean, the other thing with Vardy is like that one goal that he scored. That was the one against Liverpool, wasn't it? Where uh, Allison and Quebec, yeah, um, yeah, decided to do some karate and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like so, that's the other thing. Like Vardy's expect expected goals is two point five seven, and he's got one that was just gifted to him. Um, he hasn't. I've, I've, I still think. Um, I think he was rushed back from the injury. I think. The fact that Leicester don't have, um, like we we spoke a few weeks ago about um, Perez filling in um, up top for Vardy, and it just didn't work out. Um, wasn't good enough, and I think they brought Vardy back um, a bit quicker than they probably originally anticipated. I mean, it shocked a lot of us when he was back in the starting lineup so quickly. Um, we were expecting Vardy to be out until like beginning of April um, and be back for the end of the season, um, which I think it just showed that because their results did drop off and they were relying really heavily on Madison and Barnes um, in that time that Vardy wasn't playing. Um, that I think yeah, Rodgers needed to bring him back quicker and I think it it's meant he's come back um, slightly off like worse for wear as it were um so yeah though i mean those stats for vardy it does concern me that he's getting those big chances um but he's just yeah, he's not um not getting the returns from it um madison he's got a flag on him um which he where he picked up a slight knock at the weekend doesn't look like um he's out for this weekend, but it, also, it is something uh, like a concern moving forward. Like, it, does he play both games or does he start one and sit on the bench for the other? Um, but Barnes, I think he's almost undroppable at the moment in the form that he's in. Um, you can see, yeah, he's, he's getting the goals. He's outperforming his XG. Um, which is good to see. Um, it means that he's taking his chances. Um, so, yeah, if I was, I mean, if I didn't have a Grealish problem or a game week 29 problem, I'd be bringing Barnes in. Like, no questions asked this week because the price tag's right, the form's right, the stats are right. Like everything points towards him, but he don't. He doesn't play in twenty nine, so I can't bring him in. Um, but yeah, if you if you're on that, if you're free hitting in twenty nine, or you, you're happy to um, only go with ten players or whatever, or you've got it all planned out, um, so you can bring in Barnes this week and still get um, nine or ten players for twenty nine. Then yeah, go and do it. But yeah, he's not a, he's not a captaincy option. Rob, one thing that I think you should think about and other people if if um, they haven't thought about this. So one of the reasons you're saying that you don't want to bring in Barnes is because he doesn't play in 29. So uh, essentially you would be, you know, you're planning to have 
11 players in in 29 the way that 10 or 11 yeah 10 or 10 or 11 okay so let's go on the basis that you bring barnes in if you bring barnes in you'll be down to nine or ten is that right yeah okay so another way to look at it is the points that barnes gets in a double game week Hmm. will they outscore one player in the blank game week 29 which you should that's do. another way to look at it yeah but it also so if if you think and 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 the other thing to look at is how is barnes fixtures over the next three weeks they are good i think they've got fulham and mm. uh fulham and sheffield united yeah if i'm not mistaken is that right uh, um double check what they are yeah brighton sheffield united Brighton and Sheffield United. Okay, two decent fixtures. So you're bringing in Barnes for a double game week, two good fixtures, and you're down one player in 29. The Another way you can look at it is, is a minus four worth it for 29? To have, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to be a player short, a minus four plus that player versus you know, the other player that you're getting for this double game week instead of Barnes. I, mean, I, I thing... personally think it's worth it because I think I think Barnes can score eight to ten points. This, I mean, the other week. thing for me, like personally with my team, is if I want to do, so let's, it'll be Ings to Kane and Grealish to Barnes. Yeah. I can't quite afford it. So it's going to cost me oh, okay, four, points to do, four, four points, and a lot of people okay. are going to be in that, like in that position where they're they're trying to bring in Kane for an Ings or a Bamford or a who like who else has everyone got at the moment? It's mainly Danny Ings that they're because yeah. because the Southampton double, like you're generally treating it like a single game week more or less. Um, Sheffield United. United yeah, so it's only Sheffield United you're looking for a return from him, really. Um, so I think, yeah, you're a lot of people are making that move, and then they'll be moving Grealish out. And it's I'm only point two off of um, doing the Grealish to Barnes move as part of that. And I think if if I had the right money there to do that as part of my two free transfers, I'd do that. But because it's going to cost me the minus four to do do it as well, then yeah, I can't justify that. But I can, I could justify it on um, a player that doubles and plays in twenty nine as well. Um, yeah, fair enough. So yeah, that's that's why I'm yeah looking at elsewhere. Um, for the week, I, I, I mean, yeah, I am planning to take a minus four, but it's going to be um, single game week players for double game week players. Um, I, yeah, my moves are generally going to be Ings to Kane, Grealish to someone, looking like Triore at the moment, and Bednarek uh, to um, Aina from Fulham. Um, and they're my they're the moves that I'm thinking of making because then I've got 
the right money it leaves me with a bit in the bank as well like 0.8 in the bank um but it also moves me in the right direction um moving forward so and i'm hoping so, yeah. Aina comes out with another return this week um because <laughs> he's he's been playing well for fulham he has well that i think is enough on our stats this week i think we've overloaded we've gone guys. crazy on the stats that's it. Let us know how, how you thought of it. You know, was it good? Was it not good? Was it too much? Um, we think it kind of brings a different viewpoint rather than just chatting shit, right, Rob? Uh, <laughs> at least we can chat shit with some data, but stuck behind it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Okie doke. Right, we have some questions to wrap up the pod, Rob. So the first one is from FPL Summers. Should I wildcard to set up for 26 to 29 and beyond? I have no Spurs or Villa currently. Thanks. Oh, this is an interesting one because um, this is uh, Matt, who's currently top of uh, the big FPL mini league, which is the mini league oh, that wow. I run. Um, so I could say something that will, could ruin his, uh, ruin his season. Um, <laughs> and I know that Alex, um, who's chasing him at the moment is a listens to the pod uh, every week as well so um wildcarding to set up for 26 to 29 and beyond if you haven't i think you kind of have to now but it's a tricky wildcard to do and it all depends on whether you like if you if, you, if you've used your bench boost and if you, I mean, you're triple captain. There's, we know that Spurs are going to get a double win, uh, 32, very likely. Um, so you're going to be, if you're confident in using your triple captain on Harry Kane in 32, um, then yeah. Um, but that's the only, I think it's the only double game week now that we're going to see. Um, like the FA Cup semi-finals and the final won't cause any further doubles because of the semi-finals fall in 32, but there's a free midweek straight after and the final falls in 37 with a free midweek straight after. So any blanks that are caused will just move into those weeks. So I think now there's only the chance for a couple of double game weeks left. And you're either going to be looking at triple captaining Watkins in 28 um, or Kane in 32. Um, so should I wildcard? If you, you're not looking, if you haven't got any other chips to use and you haven't got any Spurs or Villa, it could be worth doing it. Um, now i i agree yeah i think if uh, you haven't got any spares or villa or you're not set up well for 29 um i think it also depends on if you've got any leads assets as well i think personally seven players for 29 might be enough if you can work towards that with what you have now including your free transfers then maybe it's not worth wildcarding if you can get to seven or eight um without a wild card i mean personally i'm in a similar situation i mean i do i have as it stands i have two villa which is martinez and grealish uh, and no spurs um but i'm bringing in kane this week 
so I'll have three between them. Um, although I'll probably be losing Grealish, so I'll be back back down to two between them. Um, I'm kind of working towards seven for 29, and I think if you can do that, that's probably enough. Yeah, I think you'd. The problem is, so you'd have to go with probably have to have three Spurs. Um, so that you can cover cover this double. Um, so, yeah, and then you're going to have to go with a couple of Fulham. So you'd probably have to go with like Lookman and Aina, um or maybe Areola and one of Lookman and Aina as well. Um, and then it becomes a struggle because then you're going to have to get a couple of leads or a couple of West Ham. Like your bench is going to be Leeds and West Ham players, isn't it, this week? Um, so that you can then it, that gives you the most possible. Like, like if you that gives you nine blank game week players um, before, and then by by twenty nine, you've then got eleven. Um, so yeah, you'd have two of West Ham or Leeds, and then one of West Ham or Leeds. And then free Spurs, free Fulham. Um, and that gives you the most double. Do you want free Fulham though? That's the problem. Yeah. Well, Ariola, Aina, Lookman. Yeah. Um, which also gives you plenty of money to then maybe go with Bruno, Salah, or Bruno KDB. You could take the gamble on KDB, especially with the. Double twenty six, double twenty seven, because you're still going to need, you're going to need to have free city, um, and they're but they're the ones that you're probably then going to move one city out uh, in twenty eight and the other two out in twenty nine, which then gives you the struggle in game week thirty and thirty one. This is the thing. So per- that's why I think personally, if you can get to seven by twenty nine. Save the wild card, use it in 31. You'd be better off stretch for the last seven game weeks. That's for me personally, anyway. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's nice if you can get to 29 with more than seven. It's it's nice because you've got that opportunity then of really building a great score. Um, there, and it's also remembering that there's going to be a lot of free hits in 29. Like there's going to be a hell of a lot of free hits in 29, um, where yeah, well, we if you don't have those sort of nine or ten players, you could really suffer because there's going to be free hits out there that are going to be going free West Ham, free Spurs, um, uh, like Martinez from Villa, who could even though you'd be gambling on Spurs to win, you can be relying on some save points and BPS from Martinez as well. And yeah, with the it's the thing that concerns me about twenty nine is the free hit. Um because although we've seen a lot of the FPL community on Twitter talk about free hitting thirty two um instead. Um I think overall in the game we're gonna be seeing a lot of people using the free hit in 29 because it this is the biggest blank I can remember seeing yeah um, for fixtures right. 
The next question is from Steve Bird. He asks, I'm bench boosting because I'm a cool kid. Yes, you are a cool kid, Steve. Um, anyone that I should have in my squad from this game week and uh, an eye on 29, preferably they have a double this week. Uh, I think you mentioned one earlier, which was quite interesting, and uh, which is Triore from, hmm. from Villa. Yeah, he's um, he actually he's been quite under the radar um, throughout the season, but he starts every week um, yeah. down on the right hand on their on the right wing. I mean, yeah, he's gone very much under the radar because of the likes of Martinez, Cash, Target. Grealish, um, Watkins, all, and even El Ghazi when um, went through the right when Barkley was injured, El Ghazi was starting every week, and I can see El Ghazi coming back in because Barkley's form since he's um, come back from injury hasn't been great. Um, but yeah, Triore um, down that right hand side really interests me, and I think he's my Grealish replacement because. With great with um, the Grealish injury, like as I said earlier, if we don't hear anything by um, the deadline um, on whether Grealish will be fit for 26, 27, 28, or 29 and beyond, I mean it was muted by Dean Smith the other night. Oh yeah, but I'm not sure he's touch and go for the Leeds game. We're going to have an assessment on him now he could just be saying that for the same reason he didn't want to reveal in his press conference that Grealish was injured. Um, he wants to keep the opposition guessing because Grealish is his, he's his ace of spades, isn't he? He's his, that's his, his big, big player. And teams know that if they haven't got Grealish there, they, they don't have to worry about him. Um, and don't have to do what like West Ham did a couple of weeks ago. And, stick the extra man on to cover him and nullify the threat. Um, so, yeah, it's... Troy always one that I'm really looking at this week. But then, yeah, touched upon a moment ago, the Fulham assets. Um, Fulham looking a lot better in the last few weeks. The only concern is the 27 fixture against Liverpool and the 28 fixture against City. So, if you bring him in for the double this week, and for the 29 fixture, you, you're going to be having them on the bench for 27 and 28. So you've got to be comfortable with that. Um, other than that, there's there's not much. Maybe maybe Arsenal. Um, but yeah, it's a tough fixture against Leicester. Um, then they've got Burnley. They don't double game week this week, do they? No, but it's one to look forward into uh, the next few weeks, maybe Arsenal. Um, I think Leeds, I think if you've got two or three Leeds players sitting on your bench this week, it's you, you're still sitting with a good bench boost. I think like Villa have struggled okay. defensively. So, yeah. Right. The next question comes from uh, uh, FPL three Fiddy. Um, I would love to hear your reflections on Everton and Leicester defensive assets. Luke Thomas, is he starting? Pereira with great fixtures playing as midfielder. Worth a transfer despite his higher price. Is Dean a potential triple captaincy option? 
we answer the last question first, no. <laughs> no. I think he's a good option to have, though. Not oh, yeah, yeah. Captaincy yeah, you, wouldn't, you but, wouldn't captain him with the people when, that we've spoken when, about already. When I was looking at the st stats um, for XG conceded, obviously I didn't mention it um, because Everton aren't against anyone that they have a double game week against. But um, Everton defensively are pretty shit at the moment, um, even though they didn't concede to Liverpool. But generally, their defence is not great. Um, and Southampton, I think Southampton, they're playing Southampton, West Brom, and I think they could potentially concede in both. West Brom are looking a lot better um, recently. Um, mm. So, I don't know. I'd, I, I don't think I would consider... Dean, um, in terms of Leicester assets, what um, defensive assets? So Pereira playing as a midfielder, is he worth a transfer? Again, I think it's it's all dependent on your situation. Um, I don't think I don't think I'll be bringing him in at the moment, um, but he's someone that I'd look later on. I mean, yeah, the fixtures do look really good for Leicester, which is the struggle. It's just, yeah, Pereira's a lot of money that you might want to use elsewhere. Um, and you, I think if you bring in Pereira, you might be losing a City defender um, to make make the space for that. Um, it all depends on your your personal like situation, um, but. Yeah, for OOP defender, it could be a great, great move. Um, In terms of Luke Thomas, he's only started against Villa. He, he played 90 minutes, 4.2 million. Is he going to be starting regularly? I don't know. Nothing is. It's all, yeah, it's, early to tell, isn't it? yeah, it's all down to, I think, the injuries and players coming back from injury. Um, yeah, it's... It's not. It's not something you want to take as a banker, really. It's not like um, some of the other players that we've seen um, elsewhere, and like players like James Justin that have been really cheap and have ended up starting regularly. Um, so yeah, probably wouldn't be, um, especially at this stage in the season, taking gambles on the unknowns. <laughs> You'd rather take gambles on things that you can back up with stats. Um, but there is a very severe lack of that with Luke Thomas. Um, we've got um, a, more of a statement than a question from FPL Glasto. I'm on a bench boost, but after a failed wildcard that left me with five single game week players, players, shout out to the wildcard support group. You know who you are. <laughs> shout out to you, FPL Glasto. Um, and then we've got a final question from uh, Stu Lord, who, after last week's question, asked about he asked about pancakes if you remember rob yeah um what um what uh james's favorite pancake topping this week he asks, uh, this is the happy hour what's your favorite beer steady rolling man deva for me uh, i'll be honest you i fucking hate beer like i cannot drink it i cannot stand it but i do like cider so my favorite cider um is recordalic summer berries wow, that's lovely ain't it? <laughs> nice fruity girly cider um such a girl. what's your favorite <laughs> i am such a girl mate what's your favorite beer rob 
Um, one of my favourite ones is actually a local brewery, um, which is just up the road called Firebird. Um, really nice guys, and they produce some. Sounds hot. They produce some great beers, and my favourite one's called Work Ethic, which is a New England IPA. Um, and with it being payday on Thursday, I'll be taking a trip to the brewery probably on Thursday as a little treat. Um, and there's a little cafe so I can buy the boy a milkshake or some ice cream or something if the weather's nice. Um, but yeah, the primary thing will be going to the brewery and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get a work ethic for um, when we go live this week. Which actually that leads yes. us quite nicely it into that. Quite nicely, <laughs> indeed. Um, so in terms of our schedule for the rest of the week, so those eagle-eyed or or I don't know what the word for listening, be, you know, being good listeners will know that uh, <laughs> we haven't done the five v five this episode, and that is because we're going to be live streaming it um, on Friday. So this Friday we'll be doing a special day, a double game week dilemmas episode um live streaming at around 10 o'clock um so if you haven't made your um transfers this week you can ask us any questions that you've got uh, we'll be doing the 5v5 during that episode uh, which i won last week i think rob um this week will be interesting being a double game week mm. um and i think any what else are we going to be covering I think that's pretty much it your questions essentially right yeah we'll go through your questions um we'll probably like I know that both of us are very much up in the air about what moves we want to make and so I think a lot of what we plan to do with our moves this week will rely on the press conferences so we didn't really want to talk about um, those plans now um, just in case they all change when um, Dean Smith tells us that Grealish is back for game week 26 which is yeah, I think up. I think yeah that that's the press conference that sways me one way or another way or or a third way there's three different directions i could go from that one particular press conference so yeah all eyes on villa park um on i think it's friday morning there we go so please join us on uh friday night um that will be a good episode and we can answer any of the questions that you've got as well um so until friday uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, any feedback is really important. Did you like the new statistics that we chucked in this week? Was it too much? Was it not enough? Let us know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at FPL underscore happy hour. We also are on a number of podcasts uh, and on our YouTube channel is FPL happy hour. Uh, please like, subscribe and share. And all your retweets and loves and likes is really appreciated. So until Friday. I will see you later. Good night. <laughs> see you later, guys.